The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Sukkah has been dedicated by Celia and Isaac Jamal. Hashem Alehem Yehu Amen for the Hatzlecha of their dear children. May they see much nachat from all of them. May they all grow up and get married in the right time and have children healthily, happily with berachah vatzlacha. And may they see uh, descendants and descendants of their descendants. Ad bi'ad go'el sedek. Amen. The Masechet has also been dedicated Le'ilu Nishmat Sarah Bat Adel Ruach Hashem Tanihena Began Eden Amen Again by Celia and Isaac Jamal To school the mitzvot Today's daf has been generously sponsored By Mr. Harry Ajmi In honor of uh, The premier caterer Our dear friend Mr. Uri Nidan we want to congratulate Uri on the birth of a baby girl. May he see much nachat from all his children. Elohim Amen. Daf Yud Bet. Today's daf is being studied. La'ilu Nishmat Abraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihenu Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied in honor of our dear friend, Mr. Uri Nadam. Dedicated by Mr. Harry Ajri to school Limitzvot. We begin today's daf on Yud Alif Amud Bet. And we start ten lines from the bottom, starting with the words, kol davar <coughs> We learned in the Mishnah a very fundamental rule regarding schach of the sukkah. The rule basically was that in order for schach to be kasher, it has to have two properties. Number one, it cannot be mekabel tum'ah, which means it cannot be an item like a beged, like a garment, or for example, like a, a food. These items are mekabel tum'ah. And number two, it has to be gedulom in the artist. It has to grow from the ground. So now the Gemara is going to qualify these principles. It's going to prove it to us. So comes the Gemara and says, Mina hanemile. What's the source from the Torah? That those are the um, qualifications of schach. That it has to be not mekabel tum'ah and gedulom in the Amar Nishlakish, Amar Kera. So Nishlakish says, it says in the Pasuk all the way in the beginning of Bereshit. Ve'ed ya'alem in ha'aris. It says that an ed, ed is like a cloud, will rise from the ground. So from that Pasuk, ve'ed ya'alem in ha'aris, it sounds like clouds come from the ground. Because that's why the Pasuk is calling it. Now we know, at least according to one opinion, the reason why we sit in the Sukkot is is to commemorate the clouds of glory that Am Yisrael enjoyed during their uh, journey in the Midbar. And therefore, just like a cloud is an item that's not mekabel tum'ah, 
Tuba'a only applies by human beings, by the food stuff, garments, not a cloud, the cloud is not mekabel Tuba'a. And it comes from the ground, because the Pasuk says, So to a sukkah, which is commemorative to clouds, So that's the proof. Again, since the whole source of sukkah is what? It's the clouds of glory we're commemorating. And by clouds, the pasuk says, And a cloud is not and it comes from the ground. So that's the qualifications. That's good according to the opinion that says that the sukkah commemorates the clouds of glory. But according to the opinion that says that Bnei Yisrael actually sat in Sukkot Mamash, actual huts, Ma'ika Lememar. So what's going to be the proof? Which means if you consider that we sat in clouds of glory, so you can use the Pasuk Ve'edyalim and Aris. It's a good proof. However, if you say we didn't sit in clouds, it was actually Sukkot, so what's the proof? And the Gemara tells us, Netanya, because we have a Braita, Ki basukot shafti et bene Israel. God says, because I settled the Jewish people in Sukkot. Anane kavodayu. Devre Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer says it was clouds of glory. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Sukkot mamash asulahin. According to Rabbi Akiva, no, it was actual huts that they sat. So the Gemara says, Hadi ala Rabbi Eliezer. According to Rabbi Eliezer, it's very good. You can use the pasuk of Ve'ejalim and Aris. What are you going to say? What's the source for the qualifications of Shach? came from Eretz Yisrael. Amar Rabbi Yohanan. He said from the name of Rabbi Yohanan. Amar Kera. Pasuk says, So the pasuk says regarding Sukkot, Hag Hasukot. Now Hag can be a reference to the Qurban Hagiga that is brought. On Yom Tov. So now the Gemara's Doresh. Makish Sukkah la Hagiga. The Torah compares the Sukkah to the Hagiga. Ma Hagiga da Varshenu Mekabel Tum'ah. Which means just like the Korban Hagiga is an item that is not Mekabel Tum'ah, because an animal, when it's alive, a live animal is not Mekabel Tum'ah. The Giddulo. And an animal is considered something that comes from the ground. Now, even though an animal doesn't grow from the ground, but since it eats from the ground, so therefore it receives its sustenance from the ground, so therefore it's considered Giddulo Mina'aris. So therefore the Gemarat this point is thinking that the source is going to be Haga Sukkot. That what? Just like a Hagiga has those two qualities. It's not the Kabel Tumah and it's Gidulom in Aris. So too the Schach as well has to have those properties. Now, let's read the bottom Rashi here. My Ika Lememar. Mi Yomar Lanu Shelo Ayum Mesukhakot Bekinimu Begdim Veorot. According to the opinion that says that they sat in regular huts, who's going to tell me that maybe they sat with schach made out of garments, maybe made out of vessels, maybe made out of skins, all items that are mekabel tum'ah? Who told you not like that? To that, the Gemara says Rashi, ki hagiga. 
כל בהמה, לרבי יוחנן גידולי קרקע הן. All animals according to Rabbi Yohanan are considered גידולי קרקע. Why? שמן הקרקע גדלים. Because they grow from the ground. וניזונים. אבל דגים, fish, ומלח, salt, כמהינו פטריות, truffles and mushrooms, לאו גידולי קרקע. They're not considered גידולי קרקע. Even though they come from the ground, but they don't get their sustenance from the ground. Now, וגבי מעשר, When we're talking about the laws of Ma'asir, Ma'asir Sheni is food that you have to take up to Yerushalayim and eat it. If you can't take it up to Yerushalayim, you can redeem it on money. And you take the money up to Yerushalayim and you spend it on food. And you spend it on um, different uh, foods. So, uh, By... Ma'asir, we have a pasuk that clearly refers to animals as gidule karka. The Amar kera, v'natata kesef, b'chol asher te'aveh nafshecha. It says, and you will spend the money in whatever you desire, and I'll continue the pasuk for you. Babakar ubasson, ubayayin ubashecha, b'chol asher te'aveh nafshecha. You can spend it on bakar and son, money. Now we know that the law of Ma'asir uh, Sheni, you can only spend it on stuff that's Gidule Karka. That's a rule. And one of the things you can spend it on is animals. So you see what? Animals are considered Gidule Karka. So the Sheen just bringing a proof to this principle that since they are sustained from the ground, they're considered coming from the ground. And as she says, Ma Prat Meforash Pri Mepri Vigidule Karka, just like the Torah, when it's listing the different items that you can uh, buy from Asir Shini, is referring to fruit that grow from the ground, that's the common denominator between all the items, so too, animals are considered also gindule karka. Umiyu. Now that she concludes, This answer that we just gave, based on the Pasuk Haga Sukkot, is not going to stand. The Gemara immediately is going to reject this answer. The Gemara is going to ask right away, etc., which we're going to see now. And we'll see that question when we get to it. But the point is, this proof is going to be refuted. We learned it, we're going to ultimately learn it from the Pasuk of Migod because of the Gemara's reputation, we are not going to be allowed to use animal skins for skach. Even though, according to the Yohanan, bottom line, animals and what comes from the animal are considered stuff that comes from the ground. Al Shem Sha'aris because the ground sustains them and causes them to grow. So you see over here, there's two items according to the Shi. There's Gidule Ha'aris and then Gidulo Min Ha'aris. So he's going to say that animals, according to the Maskana, we can call them Gidule Ha'aris, but it's not called Gidulo Min Ha'aris. And for Skan, you need to be Gidulo Min Ha'aris. It has to actually grow from the ground, Namash. It's going to actually grow like a tree. Even he's going to bring a proof now from Baba Metziah. It says workers that are working in a field are able to eat things that grow. And they learned it from the law of uh, the Pasuk. That we're not allowed to muzzle an animal when it is 
plowing. Just like the grains are items that are gedulah bin aris, yatsa cholev v'amehabetz v'amegaben, implying that what that the worker is not allowed to eat. Cholev um, would be uh, chi, uh, milk or mehabetz megaben is different type of cheeses. Alma lav gedulah bin aris kari lentana, which means in Baba Metziah we see that. Uh, things that come from the animal are not considered gidulo mina aris. It might be considered gidulaha aris, like Rashi says, but not gidulo mina aris. Because workers can only eat things that are gidulo mina aris, like wheat and stuff like that when they're working. But not stuff that is gidulaha aris. An example the Gibbara says derivatives from the animal. They can't eat the milk of the animal or make cheese from the milk and eat it. So you see that the Gibbara clearly holds that it's not considered gidulo mina aris. So again, all that she did here at the end was, he told us that since this proof of Haggis is going to be rejected, you would not be allowed to use skins of an animal for the schach. And now let's see the Gemara's rejection. <coughs> if you're going to tell me, this hekesh you're going to make from Hagiga to Sukkah. So I'll say, Ima Hagiga Ba'alehayim. Just like the Hagiga can only come from an animal, Av Sukkah Nameh Ba'alehayim. So maybe I'll tell you that you can only make schach from animals. Now, meaning let's say from the skins of animals. And therefore, how do you know you can use anything else? Which means, once you're learning from Hagigah, maybe I'll tell you, it's got to be exactly like a Hagigah. It's got to be an animal. So therefore, that dirasha is not good. Because if you're learning from that dirasha, Hagigah, it limits what type of skak I can use. So the Gemara says, When the Ravid came from Eris Yisrael, Amar Yuhanan, Amar Kera, and here's the bottom line proof, Be'ospecha, Me'gornecha, U'miyikbecha. Which means the Pasuk uh, says over here, Make the holiday for seven days when you're gathering Gornecha and Yikbecha. Gordon is like the wheat, like the, uh, the uh, Gordon is the stuff that you collect from the fields. For example, like I said, the, uh, the wheat, the produce. is like the uh, grapes and from the vines. Now simply it's talking about the season, meaning when is the holiday of Sukkot celebrated? At the time that you're collecting Hagasit, the time that you're harvesting the fruits from the field. But the Gemara is Doresh, the Pasuk, that you can make your Sukkah only from items that you collect from the wheat fields and from the vines. What are these items? Bifsolet goren veyekev hakatu bedaber. We're talking about the residue of the stuff that's collected from the wheat fields and from the wine fields. Which means, this is talking about the kashim. Kashim is like the straw and the hay that's left over in the fields from the wheat. And let's say the twigs and the husks that are left over after a person makes wine. So therefore the Gemara is learning over here, it's psolet gorin v'yekev. Now, if you're learning it's the psolet, it's the residual stuff of the gorin of the wheat and the yekev and the wine. <coughs> now we know these items over here are not considered food stuff. It's not food. And therefore it's not going to be mekabel tum'ah. And it also has the quality of what? Gidonom karka. 
Right? It actually grows from the ground. So therefore, the Gemara wants to bring the proof from this. The Gemara says, wait. Which means, who told you when the Pasuk says, You threw in the word, Psolet, the residual. Not the weed itself, but the, the, uh, the straw, the hay, and not the Yekim itself, but the uh, husks. So to that, the Gemara says, who told you? Maybe it's referring to actually that you have to use the schach from Tivua itself, from the actual wheat. And maybe it's referring to that the actual grapes themselves, the clusters that you have to use. Where did you get psolet? Now, according to that, we know food stuff like wheat and grapes are mekabil tumah. So maybe what the person says, actually means the food themselves. So how do you know? It's talking about items that are not mekabil tumah. Because we know foods are mekabil tumah. So the Mizera says, hold it. Yekiv ketiv. The Pasuk says the word yikbecha. Now, yekiv is wine. Now you can't tell me the yifshal sakechpo. How can you mean that it's talking about that you're going to make schach from yekev? Could you make schach from wine? Wine is a liquid. So therefore it cannot be referring to the actual item itself. Elah must be referring to psolet yekev, the residual stuff from wine. And what's that? The peels of the, uh, of the grapes, the twigs, etc. So therefore they're learning psolet from the fact that you can't learn it literally because yekev doesn't lend itself to a little interpretation. So the given us is hold it. I'll give you a case where you can make a schach with wine. But Kifla is the question. Maybe it's talking about congealed wine <coughs> that comes from the city of Sinir. That is similar to a cake of pressed figs. Which means when it's congealed, it's hardened. So maybe that's what Yikbecha means. And therefore, since it's congealed, it's considered a food, and therefore it's Mekabel Tum'ah. So therefore, Rabbi Zera accepts this question. So the Gemara says, Amar Rabbi Zera, Ha milta ava bidan. He says, this item, this answer, we had in our hands. And the Biyah came and he took an axe and he, he cut it up. Which means we thought we had a legitimate source for Skach. We thought the source of the Ospecha, Begunnecha, Begunnecha was the source for our Mishnah. And we gave the answer, we were very happy until the Bizerah came along. And he shot holes through it, so to speak. Which means he asked uh, questions. Which means, Zerah said the Nerash, and the Yirmiyah, I should say, was the one that questioned it. Because he said maybe it's talking about congealed wine, etc. And therefore, the Zerah says, we thought we had the answer until the Yirmiyah came along and took an axe and cut it up. So now the Asher is going to come and give the answer. He's going to explain the Yohanan. How? So the Bashir says, no, no, no. 
It cannot be talking to the actual gourd in the wheat or the actual yekim, the actual wine. Because the pasuk doesn't say beospecha gornecha veyikbecha. It says migornecha from the gourd, meaning but not the gourd itself. From the Yekev, but not the Yekev itself. And therefore, what is it referring to? It must be referring to Psolet Gorin the Yekev. So again, the Asher says the key of this Derasha is the Mim from the Gornecha, that's from the uh, hay and from the straw. Meyikbecha would be from the uh, residuals, which is the husks. Comes the Gemara and says, Rabbi gives a different Pasuk. Rabbi the Pasuk says in the Hamya. This was referring to when uh, the Pasuk was referring to when Bnei Israel were being told to celebrate the holiday of Sukkot. What does the Pasuk say? The Pasuk says like this. So the Prophet said, or the Azaz Sofer said, Go to the mountain, Go bring uh, the leaves from the olive, And bring the uh, leaves of the etz shemin, And the hadasim, And also the palm branches, and the, the leaves of the Eitz Avot In order to make Sukkot So you see over here All the items that Isaiah Sofer told B'nai Israel To go get to make Sukkot Was what? All items that grow from the ground so therefore you see what? Since all the stuff that were used, Alezayit, Ali Echemin, Ali Hadas, Ali Tamari, so you see that the, what? That's the item that you use for Sakh. Now, it sounds like according to Raf Hazda's answer that he's not using the Pasuk of the Buhanan. Sounds like he's using this Pasuk from the uh, And that's the way it seems that Rashi learns. It's in a different Dirashai. However, Tosfot Abinu Peretz understands that the Hazda is coming to explain the Derashah Ospecha Begodecha Begbecha. Which is, he's trying to answer the Minuyah's question. How do you know that it's not referring to Gorin Asmo and Yekim Asmo? Because we have a Pasuk by Nehemiah, Ezra Sofer, that said that you have to use only items that grow from the ground and not Mikabil Tumah, like these <coughs> different type of uh, leaves. So therefore, all he's doing is from the Pasuk of Nehemiah, he's using it to answer how we know the Pasuk of is referring to the actual straw and the husks and the hay and not the actual items themselves. So it's like a gilui. It's this Pasuk in the Hanya is revealing to us how to learn the other Pasuk. In any event, the Gemara has a question now. Hainu hadas, hainu avot. Let's hold it. What are the things that and Isaiah Sophia told the Jewish people to get was Hadas. And then he also told them to get Etz Avot. Now, we know the Torah refers to Hadasim as Etz Avot. So basically he was telling them to get the same item. Bring Hadasim and bring Etz Avot. Now the reason why the Torah calls Hadasim Etz Avot is because Avotot are like chains. Like a chain of jewelry, because since the Hadassim look like a chain, because they have three leaves on each um, 
each section going up and down the hadas, every line has a like a cup of three leaves, so that that seem look like a chain. In any event, it's called anaf. It's avot. The point is that's hadas. That's anaf. That's avot. So the Gemara says, "Amar Chazda, hadas shote lasuka." It's avot lalulav. As Rav Sofer was telling the Jewish people. Number one, you gotta get Aitz Avot. Why? For the Lulav, not for the Schach. Aitz Avot you need for the Lulav, that's one of the obligations. But he said Hadas, for the Schach, he was referring to Hadas Shoteh. What is Hadas Shoteh? That's Hadas, that's not kosher. Meaning it's, uh, does not have three leaves going around. It has like two leaves next to each other and one beneath it. And therefore, those hadasim are not kasher for lulav. It's called hadas shoteh, crazy hadas. But it's kasher for schach. So basically what Azra was saying, get two types of hadasim. One for the schach, that doesn't have to be kosher for a lulav. And then get the hadaf, it's avod, the one that looks like a chain for the lulav. We begin the new Mishnah. The Mishnah now is going to continue to discuss different items that are pasul for schach. Havile cash. That would be bundles of cash, of let's say straw. The havile etzim. Bundles of wood. The havile zedarin. Zedarin are a certain type of reeds that when they are moist, as she says, they use for animal food. But after they dry, then as she says, you use them for kindling, you use it for wood. In any event, these three items, if you have bundles of them, as long as they're still tied in bundles, you can't use it for schach. And the Gemara is going to explain the reason why you cannot use it. Now if you want to just look at your picture books just to get an idea what we're talking about, look at Kuf Lambid Vav in the Hahod Ve'ahadar and you see on top of the Schach Aleph they show you Habile Zedarin in Bet they show you Habile Kash and then in Gimal they show you Habile Aitzim bundles of these items that was fought on the bottom of the Daf says Yerushalmi Mifaresh De'er Habila Pe'uta Be'asrim Ba'amisha Kanim Yerushalmi tells us that to be considered a bundle, a bundle is at least 25 pieces. So 25 pieces minimum for a bundle. Now the Gemara is going to have to explain to us why this should be Pasul. Vechulad, but all these bundles, Shehitirad Kesherot, once you take the ties off of them and you untie them, so then they're going to be Kesher. And according to most of the Mifashim, once you untie them, you won't even have to make Ni'nuwa. Meaning, you won't have to, you know, uh, shake the Schach. Even though we learned yesterday in some cases that, for example, by the Ilan, by the tree, that you cut the tree, by Ilan Shekitsatso, and it landed on the Schach. So since that Schach Pasul, because we said it's ta'asev elomin asui, so then already you have to shake the schach to make it kosher. But here, it's really kasher, this uh, schach. It's wood. For some reason, the rabbis were osin. But once you untie it, so then you won't even have to make ni'nuah, you won't even have to shake them. And now we will see 
<coughs> the reasons for this in the Gemara. Comes the Gemara and says, Vechulan kesherot ledefanot. The Mishnah concludes that all these items are kosher for the walls. So let's look at the picture book for a second. Kufla minhet, you see kulan kesherot ledefanot. Where they're using these bundles of straw and wood for walls. So for walls they are kosher. We're only discussing skach. If you look at the picture right before that, Kufla you see that when they untie them, they take the ties off of them, they're going to be kasher for skach. <coughs> so let's go now, analyze it from the Gemara. Amar Rabbi Yaakov, Shma'it mined Rabbi Yohanan Tarti. He says, I heard two laws, two halakhot, from Rabbi Yohanan. Hada ha. One law I heard from Rabbi Yohanan is the law from our Mishnah that you cannot use schach, you cannot use bundles for schach. The idach, I heard another law that he mentioned, hachotet begadish. Somebody that is digging out from a haystack, or let's say a stack of, uh, of wheat, and he's taking out bundles. From the haystack, la asot lo sukkah in order to make a sukkah, because as he takes out the bundles, all of a sudden now he has walls and a roof. Ena sukkah, it's not kosher. If you look at your picture books in Kufla Mitet, you see over here in the case of Chotet Begadish. You had a haystack over there, and you just hollowed out part of the uh, hay. And you end up having schach on top and walls. So the Yohanan said that case is pasu. Now he says, Hada, one of the cases is pasul mishum gezerat otsar. It's only assumed the banan. Gezerat otsar. What is gezerat otsar? Meaning if we allow you to use this type of sukkah, you might come to use a storage house for a sukkah. Now, what does this mean? A sukkah, to be kosher, we learned, has to be, the schach is placed on the sukkah for the sake of shade. Now, an otzad, which would be like a storage house, where you don't live in the storage house, you don't eat in the storage house, you don't sleep in the storage house, the schach that's used in the storage house is not usually put for shade. Therefore, it's not considered a sukkah, it's considered like a house. So what Rabbi Yohanan was saying, there's two laws. You can't use the schach that bundles for the schach. Then number two, you can't be chotet pegadish. And the reason for one of these laws is, gezerah mishum otsar. And the reason for one of these laws is, mishum ta'aseh velo bin ha'asui. Ta'aseh velo bin ha'asui means, you have to make the schach, ta'aseh. But if you have schach that's pasul, and you make it kashir with an inaction, so that's already pasul, meaning you have to make the schach kasher with an action. Now, those were the two statements of Rabbi Hanan. So comes Rabbi Yaakov and says, Velo yadana he minayu mishum otsad, ve minayu mishum ta'asev elo asui. He says, I got both laws, and I got both reasons, but I don't know which reason applies to which law. Which means, both reasons can technically apply to both cases. How? Let's talk about the case of using bundles 
of wood for skach. So I could say like this. One way I can understand it is what? When a person, let's say, um, places uh, these uh, bundles uh, on the uh, skach, let's say for skach. Now, let's say the case is talking about it, since they're in bundles. Let's say the case of the Mishnah is talking where he placed them for storage purposes. Which means he didn't put them there for shade purposes. He placed them on top of the sukkah to store them. Therefore, it's not considered schach. Now, that case is going to be... Then after he put them on, let's say, let's say put them on the schach, he put them on not the schach purposes, he put them on just let's say for storage. Then when Sukkot came in his mind, he said, you know what? I'm going to use it for schach now. I want it to be Peschach. Since when he placed it on top, it's Pasul. So now this will be a problem of Ta'aseh, Velomenasui. Right? Because the way you kosher the Shach was through an inaction. So maybe the Psul of the Mishnah is Ta'aseh, Velomenasui. And the case is done where you placed it on the Sukkah for the wrong reasons, not for shade. And then you want to mentally change it. So Rabbi Hanna was saying that's no good. And Rabbi Yasub na Torah. And that's the same reason why Hotet Bagadish is Asur. Because your roof became a roof, your schad became a schad, not through action, but by digging out. And by digging out, the wall just came on its own. So therefore, could be, he gave two laws. He gave two reasons. Well, the law and the rule of, let's say, Ta'asev Elomina Asui can actually apply by either of the cases. Or we can learn a different way. We can say like this. Maybe the case of the Mishnah, of the case of the bundles, is talking about where the guy put the bundles on the sukkah for the sake of shade. And therefore, Minat Torah, 100% good. What's the problem? He put it on for shade. But the rabbi said it's a suit for a gizirah. Oh, what's the Gezerah? Gezerat Otsar. What's Gezerat Otsar? That we're concerned that what's going to happen? Yeah, a guy might come along and uh, he might uh, take uh, his storehouse, his warehouse, where he has these, let's say, uh, bundles on top. Now in the warehouse, it wasn't made for schach, and he might come and sit in that type of sukkah, which is not kasher. If we let him use bundles for his sukkah, which are kasher, he put it for shade. But we'll make a gezerah that he might come to sit under his otzav. Therefore, the Mishnah is only giving you an isur midrabanan. And that will be the same reason of Chotet Pagadish. That if we allow the guy to go sit, after he digs out this uh, haystack and sit in there, maybe it's Isur, did a banan as well, that he might come to sit in a otzan. So those, that was the suffix of Rabbi Yaakov. So again, let's just review very quickly what happened over here. Rabbi Yaakov comes along and says, listen, Rabbi Hanan said two laws, two reasons. Law number one, you can't use bundles for skach, pasul. Number two, it can't be hotet pegadish, pasul. 
reasons, so the Yaakov says, I don't know which reason applies to which case, because both of them have validity in both cases. Now, I could say that the reason why the case of the bundles is no good, because it's talking about a case where he put them on his sukkah, not for the sake of shade. If you put it not for the sake of shade, and then you change your mind, that's not saying no asui. Or I could say, no, the case is not where you put it on for shade, and still midrabbanan, it's going to be pasul, gizera, that you might come what? And you might come and sit in a otsar. Because we don't want it to use an otsar for the sukkah. So therefore, uh, that's one way of learning. And the same two reasons can apply by the Hotel Pagadish. Is it Asur with the Torah because of the Asim and Omna Asuyu? Asur with the Banai because Gezerah that you might come to sit in the Otsar. So that's the Safik that Rabbi Yaakov had. So comes the Gemara says. Well, let's figure it out ourselves. What's the reason why we said all these bundles of different woods are not kashir fashach? Because what's going to happen? The guy's going to come home from the field at night. He's going to have his bundle of straw or wood, whatever it is, on his shoulder. He's coming up from work. And what is he going to do? He wants to put it down, so he's going to put it down on top of his uh, sukkah, meaning he has a sukkah and said that he uses all the alone for his animals or something like that. So he's just going to store it on top of his sukkah, in order to dry it out, not for the sake of schach. Uh, and then what's going to happen? Then he's going to say, you know what? Let me use it now for schach. He's going to change his mind and use it for shade. But the Torah says that no, when you put the schach on, the asiyah has to be bekashnut. Not that it becomes kashnut by default. And since when you put it on the sukkah, but then you did it for storage purposes or for drying purposes, when you change your mind, it's going to be pasul. So therefore you see over here clearly that the reason why habili, habilot are asul is gezerah, not a gezerah, no, not a gezerah. The reason is because the case is talking about when he placed them on the sukkah for the wrong reason, and then he changed his mind. <clears throat> so that's a problem of ta'asev elo bin ha'asui. So you see, clearly we're talking about a case where you did it for the wrong reasons. And that's the reason. So again, from the fact that we see that the Bihiyah quoted Rabbi Yohanan, and he clearly says that Habidekash and Aitzim and Zidarim, why can't you use them for Skach? It's because we're concerned for the guy that comes home and he puts these on his Skach for the wrong reason. And then he's going to change his mind. So that's going to be Pasu from the Torah because of Ta'aseh Velo Asui. Now, let's continue the thought process. Therefore, Hachamim Mo'oser, here's the key, Hachamim Mo'oser, even if you put bundles on the sukkah for the sake of schach, for the sake of 
sin. Why? Gezera to this case. That's the way we're learning the Mishnah over here. Which means, really the guy's coming and he's putting his bundles for the right reason. He's putting it for the sake of shade. But what are we concerned about? We're concerned if you let him put it for shade, which is okay, he might come and do it for the wrong reasons, and then he's going to have a problem. So therefore, according to Yohanan, the Mishnah is talking about a case of it, that it was put for the right reasons, the purpose is why? Gezerat Otsar. That what? We're concerned that he might come and not sit uh, in his Otsar, but he might place the bundles in order to store them, it's a little different than we learned outside at the beginning. Outside we learned at the beginning, he might just sit in his uh, storage house. Here we're saying, no, he might store his bundles on top of the uh, sukkah that he has for the wrong reason, and then he's going to have a problem. So therefore, according to this, we see that the, the purpose, the reason of the Mishnah is a gezerah. That don't, you cannot use bundles even if you're doing it for schach, even if you did it for the right reasons. Why? Gezerat to the case where you're going to do it for the wrong reasons. So the Gemara says, Mideha vishum gezerat otsar. Once already you're telling me that the reason of Habideh Kash and Zedarim is because of gezerat otsar. Ha vishum ta'asev and omen asui. So it must be the other case. Of Chotet Magadish is because of Ta'aseh Phenomena Asui, passive elimination. So the Gemara says, Verbi Yaakov, how come he didn't know this? I never heard of this uh, That's why he didn't explain it that way. Comes the Gemara and says, So now let's just review. So according to this, comes out that Hadilot of Al Mishnah are pursued even in a case where you put them for Skach. Gizirah, you might put them on the sukkah for the wrong reason, because you want to dry them, then you're going to change your mind, and it's pasul because of ta'asev lo So therefore don't even put them up for the good reason. Meaning it's a gizirah osah. Abad Abashir. So Abashir comes along and says, Atu habide kash fa habide etzi mishum gizirah osah ika. You want to tell me that the reason of the bundles, yes, it has the isud of banan because of gizirah osah. However, Mishum Ta'asev Elobin Asui Leka, which means you cannot say the reason of Ta'asev Elobin Asui, but that reason doesn't apply. Which means, once you're telling me that these items are Asur, which means that you can't place these items on the sukkah, even if you put it for the sake of shade, you're telling me that what? It's pasul. So therefore, why did you Dafka explain the case where it's talking about where you put it on for the right reason and it's only pasul because of the gizera? You could have explained the Mishnah that it's talking about where you put it on for the wrong reasons and it's pasul because of ta'asim and which means, how do you know that you're right? Which means, you're only telling me the reason of the Mishnah is Gezerah Otsar. Why? And Ta'asev Lomina Asui, you're not going to explain? Maybe it's Ta'asev Lomina maybe the case of the Mishnah is you put these bundles on for the sake of storage. That was your intent, then you changed your mind. That's a Ta'asev Lomina Asui, for the Gezerah, it's Asur because it's Asur. And he goes further and says, The case of Chotet Pagadish, Mishum Ta'asev Lomina Asui, Ikaiyeh definitely has Ta'asev Lomina Asui, Mishum Gezerah Otsar Leka. 
Well, you can't give the Isur also because of Gezerat Mozart, which means I can come and tell you that even if he, let's say, dug out this haystack, even if, let's say, he shook the schach now, so now there's no problem of you made the schach kasher. Maybe I'll still tell you it's going to be Asur with Rabbanan. That maybe what's going to happen? Maybe I'll tell you the next time he's not going to shake the schach, and therefore the schach is going to be asur min gezera. Which maybe I'll tell you even in the case where he shook the schach and the hotet beganit is still asur gezera. the next time that when he's building his otzar, he's not going to shake it. Which means bottom line, what he's asking is here the rabbi, Rabbi Asher. Who told you that the other reasons don't apply to the case? So Gemara says, how do you know only one reason applies? But Rabbi Yohanan, Amar Lecha, Rabbi Yohanan says, what do you mean? Hacha, in our Mishnah, Diktani, in Misakechin Bahen. The fact that our Mishnah's language is that these bundles, in Misakechin, you don't use them as schach. <coughs> From the words El Mesakechin, it's Mashmarash, the Gemara says, Lechatechilahu de El Mesakechin. Some take out the words Lechatechilah. Rashi's Mashmarash takes out these words Lechatechilah as well. But let's continue reading the Gemara. De El Mesakechin, Mishum Gezerat Otsar. Hade Oraita Shapir Dabe. From the words El Mesakechin, it's Mashmarash that it's more than a banan. It's more rabbinical, which means if the Mishnah would have said if you use these bundles in a sukkah, it's not a sukkah, that's mashma deoraita. But for the fact that it just says, eh, don't use them, it's mashma that really it is kasher, but it's only because of a gezerah. So therefore, again, very important to learn this Mishnah the right way. The Mishnah is talking about a guy that goes and puts these bundles for the sake of sale. Kasher bin a Torah, a thousand percent. But what the Mishnah says, in Misakechim Mechim. Don't use them. Why don't use them? Gezera. So therefore that, so, so Rabbi Yohanan is proving it from the wordage of the Mishnah. The fact that it says, in Misakechim, it's much, but Lechetahila, it is good. I wouldn't say Lechetahila, it's good. I would say, Minat Torah, it's good. But what the rabbis made a Gezera. What's the Gezera? Gezera, if we let this case be okay, we might have a case where the guy's coming home from work. And he throws these bundles on top of the sukkah to dry, and then he's going to change his mind for schach, and that's going to be a problem. So therefore, the Mishnah is saying we don't even allow you to do it when you do it for the right reasons. And then he goes on and says, "Hatam diktani ena sukkah afilu diavad b'deoraita dabe." By the case of Chotet Pagadish, the language of the Braita is what? Ena Sukkah. It's not a Sukkah at all, which means even the Oraita. Therefore, it's the case where you're talking about where you dug out the Gadish and the, the roof happened by itself, and therefore it's Psul the Oraita Ta'aseh. So therefore, the Maskarat Gemara comes out over here like this. According to the Maskarat Gemara, bundles are going to be asur in all cases. Which means, you can't throw bundles on top of your sukkah, even if you do it for the sake of sin. Why? Gezerah. Gezerah to the case when the guy comes home, he's going to throw it on a sukkah, not for the sake of sin. Therefore, it's Gezerah. 
Certainly the case where he throws it on his sukkah, not for the sake of sale, not badaya sur. We're saying it's even a sur with the banan gizinat otsab. When you're gonna throw the bundles for storage purposes. And in the case of the Hotet Pegadish, it's going to be Isur Deoraita. Now, the Shiobia says a very important Hiddush. Let's read the bottom Rashi on the Abud Rishon. Bottom line of Yudbet. The Mishnah is much more like me. The Mishnah says, That's which means obviously the case of Hotet Begadish is the case where you just dug out you didn't shake the schach that was Pasu Medeoraita that is the key of Rashi in the case of Hotet Begadish if you shook the schach kasher it's going to be kasher because bottom line he recognized that there's a problem and he fixed it why don't you make a gezerah that we're not going to let him sit in the sukkah that he made in the Gadish, even if he shook it, gezerah that he might not shake it. So that she says, I'm not going to make such a gezerah. Which means, in a case, he fixed the problem. Which means, in a case where he built a sukkah in a Gadish. At the end, he realized it and he fixed it. And therefore, if he fixed the problem, certainly he's not going to put himself in that problem. Which means, that she's bothered with the question. Why don't you come along and say, in the case of Hotet Pagadish, make a gizera, that even in the case where he dug out, and then he went and he moved the schach to make it kasher, it's too pasul. Gizera that he might not come to shake the schach. So what do you mean? The guy's cognizant. He went and did it. He didn't do what he was supposed to do. Why should I make a gizera? The guy obviously knows what the problem is. However, in the case of the bundles, if you let a guy put bundles on the sukkah, right? If you, let's say it was kasher. But he put it on for shade purposes. Right? He doesn't have to do anything. He just leaves the bundles there. Therefore, I would say that we make a gezerah that he might throw bundles on the sukkah, not for the sake of shade. And since the guy didn't do anything to kosher it, there's a gezerah that he might come to do it the wrong way. But here where you tell the guy that he has to shake the schach to make it kosher by the gandish, so since he's actively involved in fixing it, we don't make a gezerah that he might come and build it without fixing it. Because the guy, the guy knows that he has to fix it. Here, if you were allowed just to put bundles... Stop on the sukkah. There's a gezerah that you might throw bundles on the sukkah for the wrong reason. So that's why, bottom line, if somebody would ask us now, what's the psul of the Mishnah of putting bundles? You say gezerat otzar. It's a rabbinical decree. That means with a doorite that's kasher, but gezerat you might come and throw it on the sukkah for the wrong reasons. If somebody asks you, hotet begadish, why is it psul? It's psul with the oraita. Because why? 
how do you fix the cases? Well, in the Mishnah's case, the way you fix it is you got to untie them. You got to untie them, then it becomes kasher. And since you're untying them, that's not the normal way that you put bundles on a sukkah. Therefore, we're not making a gazera like that. And in the case of the Chotet Megadish, the way you kosher it is, you have to shake the schar. And now the Gemara goes on to discuss different items that you cannot use for schar because they are becabel tub'ah. Amar Yudah Marav. Sikecha mechitzim zecharim. Male spears. Female spears, pesula. What is a male spear? What is a female spear? So right away we go to our picture books. Look at picture Kufmen. Kufmen is Ritzim Zecharim. It's a piece of wood. And you have in front of the piece of wood, you have a metal spear. The metal part has a hole. The wood itself has no hole. So the wood is considered a zakhar, like a zakhar, that's thrusted into the hole of the metal part of the spear. So this is called hitzim zekharim. It's like a zakhar. Look at kufmim alif, hitzim nekevot. In this case, the spear head has the, uh, has the uh, protrusion, and the wood itself that it goes into has the hole. In that case, it's called chitzim nekevot. Now that we know what we're talking about, let's analyze it by sukkah. One of the things we said that's pasul by sukkah is a keli that's mekabel tum'ah. Now, chitzim zecharim, the wood part of it, it's just a plain piece of wood. It's not a vessel, it doesn't... It cannot hold anything. It doesn't have any receptacle. Therefore, you could use chitzim zikharim for skach. However, chitzim dekevot, it has a receptacle. It has a hole. And therefore, it's considered a kliki bul. Therefore, it's going to be pasul. So that's the difference between zikharim and dekevot. So the Gemara says, zikharim kesherah pshita. What do you mean? Of course, zikharim are going to be kasher. Which means, it's considered pishutekili. It's just a regular piece of wood. It's not Mikabel Tumah. So the Gemara says, I would have thought maybe Zikharim should be Asur. Gezerah that you might come to use the Nekevot. Kama Shmala that we don't make the Gezerah. Now the Gemara goes the other way. Benekevot Pesula Apshita. What do you mean? Of course the Nekevot and Pesula. Bottom one, they're considered a Keli. Ba'u de Teba. So I would have thought like this. Betkibu le'asui le'malot. A receptacle that's made to be filled, in this case with the spearhead, it's not considered a receptacle, it's going to be filled. And therefore maybe it's not going to be becoming tum'ah. And therefore the Gemara says, Kamash that's still, that even though eventually it's going to be filled, meaning forever, still it's considered a bit kibul, and therefore it's going to be asul. Right, so that's the klal when it comes to the spearheads. Now, it should be pointed out, the Tosfot just says over here, Behitzim zikharim, lo dami lish'ar peshutek eli ayats kemo dafshil nahtomim. Tosfot has a question. Later on we're going to say, dafshil nahtomim, a board that the bakers use, a flat board, is going to be pasul fuskach. What do you mean? It doesn't have a receptacle. Why should it be as well? You tell me now, receptacle. A 
flat board has no receptacle. Why is that basul? So Tasfot says the bikamil tumah bedrabanan. It's going to be bikamil tumah bedrabanan. Why? Because you're right. It doesn't have a receptacle, but it has a usage. Because you could put things on it, and things you could put things on it. It's as if it has a receptacle. So therefore, the flat board of the bakers is asur. But sheikin this hitzim zecharim is going to be kasher. Just one point of reference. Our Gemara <coughs> is talking about over here these wood pieces, either Zecharim or Nekemur, is talking where you didn't attach the metal spearhead yet. And therefore, we're looking at them by themselves. However, once you attach the spearhead, so then already it's going to be pasul, meaning even by the chitzim zechari, once you put the spirit on, finished. Because now already it's considered an item that's serving metal, and therefore that's considered like a klim atechet. So again, the whole subject of what I was talking, before you attach the spear. Now once you attach the spear, even, even if it uh, was detached after, once you attached it once, finished, it serves the metal, it's going to be pasul. And now we discuss the last case of today's Gemara. Amar Rabah Amar Now, just as an introduction, to this next piece, we're talking about over here, flax. Now, there are three procedures in the production of the flax. The first thing is, they take the flax and they soak them in water, okay, in order to soften them up. After that, they grind them in a grinder in order to break the flax open, in order to get out the threads that are inside, and then they comb the flax with a comb in order to take out any uh, solid. Okay? Now, ready thorns or things like that, and then they spin the threads into actual uh, linen. So now the Gemara says like this. are a finished product. Those are flax that not only were soaked, not only were they beaten, but they beat them in order to get out the string, but they were also combed. Bisula. This already is bisula. You cannot use it. Why? So that she explains because they're not going to be bekabel tum'ah. That she says these flax now can be bekabel tum'at nega'im. Which means the laws of tsara'ah, the laws of leprosy, apply to this case, and therefore can become tamim in the oraita. Therefore, we know items that are not becoming items that are becoming tumah are pasul. Right? That is the shita of Rashi. Now, comes the Gemara continues and says, "Behutsne pishtan." Now, the next type of pishtam we're talking about is hutzne. This was not processed at all. Which means it wasn't even soaked in water, it wasn't beaten, it wasn't combed, and then what's kishenah, because these items are not ra'ui to be mekabel tum'ah. Good. Third case, hushne pishtam. Type of flags that are called hushne pishtam. 
meaning these Hushte Pishtan were partially processed. So the Yohanan says, uh, I don't know what the deed is. So let's quickly review the three laws. Uh, Rabbi Yohanan was explicit on two of these laws. On Aditzeh Pishtan, Pesulah Peshach. On Hutzneh Pishtan, Keshirah Peshach. On, sorry, on, yeah, on Hutzneh Pishtan, Kasher. And on Hushneh Pishtan, Eni Yodeya. Rabbi Yohanan did not know the law. If it's Kasher or Pasu. So Rabbah Barhanah comes along and says, he says, not only don't I know the law of Hushneh Pishtan, like Rabbi Yohanan didn't know the law, but I don't even know what they are. What was the sefik? Manashach. Indayik velo nafitz. Hushneh karileh. Which means maybe this Hushneh is talking about where it was beaten, partially processed, meaning it was soaked and beaten, but it wasn't... Nafitz, it wasn't combed, and we're calling that Hushneh. And that's the Muhalad's question. If it already reached that level of process, maybe it's Kasher uh, or maybe not, Aval, Teri Velo Daik, but if it was just soaked and you didn't even beat it, that's Hushneh Karile, and for sure that's going to be Kasher. So that's one way of learning. Or Dilma, or maybe, maybe this Hushni is Tiri, maybe it was just soaked, Velodayik Nameh, Hushni Karile. I meaning, maybe just soaked is considered Hushni, and therefore, when it came to the first case of, or the second case of Hushni, maybe that's only Kasher, because it didn't start the process at all. Which means the question is, how far along in the process is Hushni? Was it just soaked? So if it's just soaked, then you have to say that by soaked he has a sefik. Kasher or pasul, mekabel tumah or not. But by hushne you have to say it wasn't even soaked at all, that's why it's kasher. Or do you say no? Hushne means it was soaked and beaten, it just wasn't combed. Ah, uh, so that case you have a sefik. But if it's just soaked alone, that would be considered hutzneh, and then it would be kasher. So then that was Rabbah Barman Hana's second sefik. Not only what the law is, but what is the case. Now, <coughs> since Rashi holds that this question over here is regarding a tum'at de oraita, tum'at de ga'im, so since we have a sefik in these cases of what hushneh is, and therefore it affects us what hushneh is as well, according to Rashi, we have to use the law sefik de oraita lehubra, because since we're discussing over a sefik tumad de oraita, therefore we have to be mahbir, that even an item, the flag that's just soaked, Maybe it's mekabel tumah, and the only type of flax that will be kasher for schak is where there was no procedure done to them at all. Should be noted that Tosfot understands that this tumah is only mid rabbanan, because mid Torah that stage of flax, even after they're combed, are not mekabel tumat negaim only until they are spun. And therefore this whole Tumah we're discussing is Drabbanan. Therefore according to Tosfot, it's a Tumah Drabbanan, and we have a Safek over here, so therefore he'll say that if you 
you can go down the kula, which means the kula means that even if you soaked it and you beat it until you uh, actually uh, comb it, so therefore we can say something that a banana we can go the kula. And when the rabbis were said, only when you did all three processes, soaking, beating, and uh, uh, combing. So therefore, Mahlok and Gedolah between Hashim and Tosfot, in the Halakha, do we go Safek Doraita Lahmir? Meaning even soaking according to Hashim is going to be Asur? Or do you go the Kulah according to Tosfot, that until you beat it, it's not going to be Asur, Bedrabbanad. Baruch Adonai Amen, Amen.